Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. I wanted to take a moment and highlight the fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving to you. I think that this is not only a commandment, I know that this is a commandment that is still in effect for us today. Under the new covenant, it is still imperative that we obey this commandment, that we honor our father and our mother. We know that because the commandment is explicitly restated in Ephesians chapter 6 by the Apostle Paul. You've heard me say this several times, but I'm going to say it once more. It's not only that the Apostle Paul to the Ephesians restates the commandment, but he also restates the promise. He says, this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live a long life in the earth, in the land. And so the Apostle Paul, he doesn't just say this commandment is still binding and still relevant, but he says the promise is still good. And, and not only we can you know, ascertain by way of implication that, that if the promise is still good, then the implicit consequence for disobeying the commandment is also still good. What is the promise for honoring your father and mother? Well, to to state it simply is that you would live a long life on the earth. And so what is the implicit consequence for not honoring your father and mother? The shortening of life. And we see that. We see that in our culture. We see that those who dishonor their fathers, there is a higher propensity towards violence, immorality, crime, that the absence of fathers and the dishonoring of fathers, it lends towards a lower quality of life and sadly, in many cases, a shorter life. In very real terms, not just up in the sky in in an ethereal, theoretical, spiritual way, but in real, tangible, physical terms, we see that this promise still rings true. That in general, as a rule of thumb, a general principle, those individuals and those whole societies and cultures that choose to be honoring towards their fathers are societies that God blesses. They are societies that reap a blessing from the Lord. And one of those tangible blessings is a higher quality of life and a longer life on the earth. So I want to speak for just a moment about honoring fathers. And I want to do this um, by maybe in an unconventional way, but by looking at Genesis chapter 9. Many of you are probably familiar with this. This is where we find the covenant, a creational covenant that is given to Noah. But we also find in the latter half of this same chapter, we find Noah and his shortcomings. We find a a scene with Noah where he had planted a vineyard after the ark had come to rest and the water had receded. He plants a vineyard, becomes a man of the soil, and he drinks of the vine. He makes wine and he overdoes it. 
And there's a lot of different theories of why. It could have just been um, irresponsibility and sin on his part, which that's what I lean towards. Um, it also, you know, some people would say, well, the ark came to rest on the top of a mountain, which would make logical sense. And so the higher altitude, he wasn't prepared for that, and he was drunk more quickly, and that may have had something to do with it. But the point is this. The point is that uh, Noah failed. And in his failure, it wasn't just um, immoral, but it was a shameful failure. And so what happens is that Noah, he overdrinks, he gets drunk from the wine that he makes from his vineyard, and he sprawls out and passes out naked in his tent. And one of his three sons finds him. This is beginning in verse 20, Genesis chapter 9, verse 20. Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and he told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both of their shoulders, and walked in backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan which is the son of his youngest son, his grandson. Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, he shall be to his brothers. Noah also said, blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. And may God enlarge Japheth, and let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. And so Noah deals out a blessing to his older two sons who covered his shame, but he deals out a curse to his youngest son who exposed his shame. And my point is this. The fifth commandment to honor thy father and mother at times can be difficult because we live in a fallen world. So we do not have... Uh, sinless earthly fathers. All of our earthly fathers are tainted by sin. All of our earthly fathers possess some kind of failure, some kind of shortcoming. That's just the reality of living in a fallen world. There is no perfect ideal father except for our heavenly father. And so all of us have fathers that have failed us. The question is, what are we going to emphasize? When it comes to the commandment of honoring thy father and thy mother, there is not a prerequisite built into the commandment. There's a promise for obedience, but there's not a prerequisite. And what I mean by that is the text does not say honor your father if he has always been perfectly honorable at all times. That's not what the text says. It doesn't say honor your father if, if he has never failed in any instance ever. That's not what the text says. All of our fathers have certain attributes, certain characteristics, certain shortcomings, and, and many of us, as we grow, speaking to adult children, we become increasingly aware of those shortcomings. But the reality is, yes, we grow, we increase in our awareness, but often because of our own sin, we increase in, in just simply being critical. We, we, we don't just increase in, oh, I'm just aware of more. We, no, we increase in being cynical. And so, so we take the shortcomings of our fathers and we emphasize them. 
We multiply them. And at times, because it's not just our fathers that have sinned, but we too, as sons and daughters have sinned, what we might do is we might even view certain aspects of our father as being shortcomings when the reality is, according to God's word, it might actually be a virtue. Meaning we could just be dead wrong. We could just be wrong about what we see as virtuous, what we label as a virtue, and what we label as a vice. And so the principle, what, what principle do we see in Genesis chapter 9, verse 20 through 27? The principle that I think we find is this. We are commanded to honor our Father. We are commanded to honor our Father. And in those cases where our Father may be less than honorable, the question that arises is this. How do we honor a dishonorable Father? One of the ways that you honor a dishonorable Father is by covering his nakedness. It's not lying about his nakedness. See, we think in our culture today, what do you do when someone's naked? Well, what you do is you, you ooh and awe and say, wow, the invisible thread that was used to construct your garments is majestic and wonderful. Whoa, look at the emperor's clothes. No, we, we shouldn't be like that. But we actually also should not be like the little boy who says the emperor has no clothes. Now, we can do that at times, calling out folly, but not with our fathers. With our fathers, what we do is we cover folly. We cover those things that are dishonorable. We cover shame. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.